previously on Growing Up Gilmore. It's really funny that Luke's like, hmm, what way can I manipulate Lorelai? Yeah. I'm going to bring her baked goods, and then I'm going to mention them like five times in front of her just so she really gets the hint that like, oh, yeah, and I'll give you a cake too later. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he does yeah. say the movie's been five years in the making, but he can finish it in a week. Right. So he's always... He's been dragging it. his feet a little bit. And then you're like, well, okay, how about this? I just love to see mother and daughter coming together. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting more specific. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no. that's, worse. that's a different genre. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everyone. This is Amy. And this is Elise. And we are Growing Up Gilmore. This week, we are tackling Season 2, Episode 20, Help Wanted. Uh, I feel like it's a little too soon to have another Richard episode. <laughs> and a little too soon for us to say, oh, another Richard episode. Yeah, but uh, and... here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to be really honest with you all. I We are so tired of Richard episodes <laughs> that this one's probably going to be a quick one. Yeah. Uh, so settle in for a good time not a long time yeah we're gonna like power through this we're gonna do like fast 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 because i think we're like saving our energy for yeah the finale the finale mm-hmm. and yes. all the juiciness of season three right yes so we are on a week hiatus and then this one will come out and then then it will be the graduation and then the finale which i'm assuming will be two parts um, but there's just a lot going on in life, man. School starts next week. I am not ready. Mm-hmm. And I just need I'm working time. overtime. Yeah, we are just, you we're know. We're working, working, we're hustling. But, living yeah. life. So without further ado, Elise, writer and director. Okay, so the writer. No, I like to start with the director. Chris Long. We've had him before. This is okay. the director. He's the guy that did The Patient. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. also the Americans, Weeds. Mm-hmm. We've had him before. He that was Tisket tr- Tasket, right? No, Bracebridge Dinner. Oh. Presenting Lorelai Gilmore. Okay. Um, And he'll go on to direct 13 episodes total. Okay. So this, we have 10 more episodes. We'll see him again in the okay. future. Our writer is Alan um, Heinberg. Okay. Um, this is, he's only going to write for one episode. Why is it that the Richard episodes and like the Emily episodes are just like these one or one, one, and one done. time? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I think what he's written for is pretty cool. He's written um, a couple episodes of Sex in the City. Oh, okay. I know. You know that. <laughs> Love that. Grey's Anatomy, OC. And he's a screenwriter of Wonder Woman, that 2017 one. That's pretty. That's the first one, right? Yeah, with um, yeah. Gal. Gal Godot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah. Is it Godot or is it's it Godot? Like Godot, I think. Okay. I like to, I like to personally say yeah. Godot because I think it's so, so pretty, but right. I don't think so. I don't think that's how you say it, but yeah. All right. Yep. Quick and easy. Quick and easy. Okay. That's pretty relevant work. Yeah. Interesting. And that movie did. Did really well. Very well. Yeah. Yeah. But Barbie just surpassed it. Yes, she did. And it was way better. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. So. All right, folks. Let's just get right into it. Let's do it. 
All right. This episode starts with the girls walking through Stars Hollow. Lorelai is giving Rory a hard time because, you know, she says she's walking with a tilt now that she has a cast on one side. It's making her heavier and she keeps wanting to put a pen on her head to see if it'll roll off one way or the other. As they are approaching Luke's, Rory asks Lorelai what happened between the two of them. And Lorelai really plays it down. Like, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just this tiny little thing that happened. It's it's fine. Like, we'll go on and as normal, don't worry. And when they approach Luke's, everyone is standing outside and Kirk says that it's closed. And there's a big sign on the door that says, gone fishing. <laughs> and they're like... Rory is clearly concerned right away because she's like, Luke's is never closed. Mm -hmm. And now this big thing has happened and Luke's is closed. So I'm sure in her mind, she's like, my mom is lying. Mm -hmm. Something happened. And you made a good point when we were watching it and you said, well, why couldn't Caesar Mm -hmm. just open it and and run it or why not jess because he does that later on yeah remember when lorelei and luke finally hook up yeah and she goes downstairs yeah (laughs) and the whole yeah it's like the whole town's there (laughs) she's like in luke's shirt oh my god yeah Yeah. i forgot about that (laughs) um yeah i don't know i i wonder if it's just like a i'm dealing with this and you're all going to just have to figure it out without me. Because now I have my own thing I'm trying to figure out. I think he's pissed. Yeah. I think he's pissed at Lorelai. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to get to enjoy my muffins and my coffee. And- I feel like even the sign gone fishing is like totally like towards Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to say the most stereotypical fucking guy thing right now. Yep. That's going to, like, be directed towards Lorelai. And it's going to set her off, but not in... It's going to make her spiral internally. Yeah. Or, and like... I, you can tell she's already feeling guilty about what happened. But... Oh, not even in the beginning, I don't think. I think no. she's just like, whatever. We're, it's going to be fine. Luke's going to be... He's going to be crappy, and I'm going to be adorable, and it's going to work out. Yeah. And literally what she says, I'm going to be adorable. hmm And... Like, does she not get the gravity of what happened? I don't think so. Like, she told him to go to hell. Yeah. And like, yeah, okay, that's not like the worst thing she could have ever said. But on on public television. Well, she told him to go to hell. and That it was all his fault that Jess was there. That yeah. he should have given up on him. And all of, after being like. You know, it's a really good thing that you took him in, whatever. And then being like, it's all your fault this happened. And it, then, then he gets sent off. And then you don't have, he doesn't have his nephew there anymore. And not that, that, that he had to be sent off. That Lorelai forced him to do that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think he is not feeling great about Jess. And that she can't understand that is like, I don't, it's weird to me. Yeah, I agree. I... Lorelai has this weird thing and she's done this before where it's like she feels I don't think she feels guilt but I think she feels shame yeah 
if that makes sense, where it's like she's embarrassed of her like overreactions to things, Mm -hmm. but doesn't feel guilty about it. It's just like, well, that happened. Everyone will just recover and it'll be fine. People know that I'm like, don't mean it bad intentioned. Right. Like we all just, you know, whatever. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. without like ever taking responsibility for mm-hmm. what she did it's like easier to just like bear the shame than to just like apologize yeah i don't know it's not and also yeah. it's like she doesn't do much self-reflection either no because i feel like if i were luke and this happened to be or if i was in his situation i'm like literally luke in love with lorelei and I have Jess there, and then I send him away because of this whole whatever with Lorelai. I would just be like, and she doesn't seem like she cares about Jess. Mm-hmm. I don't know personally if I would be interested in the quality of person. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? That would be like my big thing where it's like you can really like somebody, but when they do something that's really like morally differently than you, yeah, you're just like, well, this isn't going to work because I don't have that lack of like compassion for a child yeah absolutely especially when i she's a mother she should have more i don't know maybe i'm being too dramatic no i think that this does kind of put a lot of things into a weird perspective for luke yeah like he almost has to go and think about it yeah he's like i gotta catch some fish like that walleye needs to speak to me yeah you know i need to listen to the waters yeah and help them guide me Mm mm-hmm yeah, completely. It's like Tony Soprano and the fish. Yeah. <laughs> the singing fish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to work. That uh, big mouth Take Billy Bass. Take me down to the water. Yeah. yeah. God. <laughs> okay. Our next scene has the girls standing inside the entryway of the Hungry Diner. And I love the idea of this, like, little diner where all the little women are wearing these cute little hats and... The checkered dresses. The checkered dress, yeah. It's very cute. It's so cute. Um, But they realize that uh, they do not have big coffee cups. They ask for coffee bowls. And we got this, like, waitress Mm -hmm. who's awesome. So cute. And she reminds me of... Have you ever seen Office Space? Yes. Remember the receptionist? Yes. Or like she's like, accounts payable. This yes. is Nina speaking. Just a moment. She reminds me of Grace and Ferris Bueller too. Oh, yeah, totally. Completely. Yeah. Well, they yeah. think he's a righteous dude. Well, yeah. Little asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but they get the coffee. They scare the poor waitress because they need more they ask for like three cups and then to leave the pot there and when rory tastes the coffee she says it's not good and it's this is the moment where i think lorelei starts to feel bad and it's because the coffee isn't good Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with why she should really feel bad yeah i can't stand that (laughs) so selfish i know but like Lorelai does literally hit that line of being a narcissist absolutely she teeter totters that line yeah quite often Mm -hmm. yes 
Uh, but as Lorelai turns, she sees Michelle reading uh, GQ and, of course, has to go over and say something and annoy him. And he storms off and she comes back and Rory says, I need you to cover for me tonight for Friday night dinner because Dean comes back into town and I have to tell him what happened before anybody else does. And Lorelai understands and says she'll make up an excuse for why she can't be there. And she's like, this will give me time to come up with a story about why you have a cast. Uh, That's where the scene ends. So I, yeah, Lorelai walks that fine line. It's interesting to me that Rory is not really pushing the whole Luke thing anymore. Like, she's just dropped it. Mm -hmm. Especially after they realize the coffee is so bad. It's like, okay, mom, like, whatever happened needs to be fixed because we can't keep living like this. Yeah. And I just wonder what her thought process is about Jess right now. I know. She's like dreading Dean. So I think that she hasn't even processed any of this. As I much. don't think so either. And she's just afraid that Dean's coming back and that's like what she has to figure out. Yeah. And maybe that's why she has dropped the Luke thing is that she's just like, oh man, I got my other stress to deal with. Right. It's like, okay, well, if he's gone, then I have to make sure that things are better with Dean. And it makes me wonder if she's panicking about the prospect of being alone. Mm. Because if Dean breaks up with her, then she's single. Yeah. And we know from watching the show, she is not single for even an hour when Dean and, and Rory finally break up. Yeah. You know, so it's like, does she have this fear of like being alone now that she's been with Dean this whole time. I don't know. I don't, it's confusing. I think that it just feels like she's trying to cover all these bases and And like, yeah, fix things and sweep things under the rug to just be like, well, he's gone. So we can still be together. Yeah. And maybe she's thinking, well, maybe this is for the best because things are getting messy anyways. And yeah, you know, and it's not like necessarily she can talk about that with Lorelai right now. Anyways. Right. Yeah. 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 But you make a good point. I don't think she has really processed anything that's happened. Mm hmm. And I'd be so bummed out if I like, oh, because she like, we all know she really likes him right now. Right. I'd be bummed out. I'd be like, well, I'm obviously not going to see him again mm-hmm. if he doesn't live here. Right. And I think it's fair to assume that Jess probably has not processed any of what happened because mm-hmm. his usual MO is cause the damage and then run away. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Our next scene has us at the Elder Gilmore residence. <laughs> for Friday night dinner. Well, I can't just say Gilmore residence. The elderly. Le- <laughs> the elderly couple. The elderly Gilmores. Emily would be so pissed at you. I know she would. <laughs> Lorelai would think it's funny. Uh, but <laughs> apparently Lorelai told her that Rory has the flu. And they talk about how Richard has been starting his own insurance company. And it's Gilmore 
international insurance, something like that. And how he's moving into this office and he doesn't have an assistant yet because his old assistant wouldn't move with him. He can't offer her the same pay, but it's still betrayal that she won't move with him. And Lorelai's like, get over yourself. Like, at least match her salary. Yeah. And Richard's like, you can't do that because business is not good in the first year. Like, I can't offer her that right away. And Lorelai's like, okay, well, then you're going to have to hire someone else. Mm -hmm. And... They talk about how stressful it is to open a new business and how much you have to do to get things running and going. And that's... And he needs a midge. Yeah, he does. Oh, not midge. Margie. Margie, sorry. Yes. I'm needs... a little Barbie movie still. I know. <laughs> Jesus, <Yeah>. midge. <laughs> I, thought we... I thought we just continued you. <laughs> yeah. Um, And it's like, Richard, you, you can do this. Like, you'll figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't start a new journey with old people. Like, if you want to start something fresh that's different from what you were doing already, it's probably better to have a new assistant mm-hmm. and just start fresh. Yeah. So that's well, the plan, yeah. you know. There's I a ton, of, like La- Lorelai said, there's a ton of Margies out there. Mm-hmm. Don't throw the baby out with the bath water. Yep. And we've got the plot device for this. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. For this episode. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine. Like, this is a lot faster than the last Richard episode. Yeah. And uh, this is, like I said before, like, I don't mind this Richard episode as much. Yeah, I think I would be okay with this one if we didn't have the other one. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a lot of Richard. Yeah. And I, I genuinely don't hate Richard as a character but it's just he is not exciting he's not exciting I say for this episode though why it's not as boring for me and why I'm more interested in it is because we're finally seeing Lorelai and Richard yes instead of using the same device of Richard and Rory yeah absolutely yeah we are at the Forrester residence Dean is home comes out of the car and Rory's sitting there on the steps and she has a letter for him explaining everything that happened and why she broke her arm mm -hmm, because the first thing he says is what happened and she says here's the letter read all of it and then we can talk and as he's reading the letter it's like constant like what what stopping what (laughs) and then he stops and he kicks a duffel bag and Elise thought it was a dog. She was like, oh, my God, he just kicked that dog. And I was like, that's a duffel bag. And then I said, I'm sorry. I've been watching too much of that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard <laughs> Netflix drama. Was that, our, was that our obsession before this podcast yes. started? Yeah. That was that spring. God. Man, we just text each other all, all day. day. About Johnny and Amber. And it would be like, and tell, me, tell me when the break is over so I can tune back in. And it would just be that all like day. totally consumed me. Yeah. And it consumed me this weekend. It was kind of fun to go back to it. Good times. Life mm-hmm. was simpler then. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Dean reads the letter and when he finishes she says, Don't worry, he's gone. He's not coming back. And 
Dean's like, all right, we'll come in and have dinner where my mom's making a roast. That's very adventurous of her to make a roast after getting back from a road trip. Yeah. Unless she wasn't on the road trip. And it was just the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Because we see some man walk by and he's like, hi, Rory. Hi, Rory. (laughs) And then she's like, hi. I was like, who is that? But like. And then he went into the house. It was Dean's house. So it must have been her dad. Yeah. Or his dad, I mean. Yeah. So that's it. I think Dean is just kind of over it because now he's like, well, at least he's gone. Mm -hmm. And it's like out of sight, out of mind, you know? I mean. He thinks. I think he was not at level like a thousand. Yeah. If he would have still been in town, he would have pulverized Jess. Yeah. And this would have not been like it wouldn't have it would have not been easy ending. No. It wouldn't have no. been Rory coming in for dinner. Right. Um, which for me, I don't know how I feel about that. That makes me feel How like, do you feel about her choice to do it in a letter? I, I don't mind that choice. Okay. Okay. How do you feel about that choice? I think it's fine. And I'll fine. explain why. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fine. I almost think that maybe she should have read the letter herself, though. So it was still coming from her. her. And I agree with that. I actually. understand writing it so you don't leave anything out. Like that mm-hmm. part of it, I fully get and respect. But I think she should have been the one to read it to him. I agree with that 100%. I agree with writing it out because at first, when I first thought about this <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, when I watched, watched this episode, I thought, well, this is a coward's approach. Yeah. She's scared that she can't control the narrative. Mm. Yeah. If she's speaking it out loud mm-hmm. and which that might be partially the truth yeah. is it's easier to control the narrative. Yeah. Um, if you write it out. Well, there's no, Room for error. Yeah. Yeah. You can't trick her, you can't trip her up. Right. Um, but it also at the same time, when something big like that happens and you already you already know there's pre drama there right. with the guy that you know, with Jess and everything. <clears throat> if she were to start telling the story, he would have been like, What? and then asked her a million questions. Right. And that's when when you're in an argument like that, it's hard to even remember all the details of where you need to get to. Correct. Yeah. Because you have the other person interjecting and asking you questions and and then misconstruing things. And mm-hmm. I get why she did it. I probably would have written it all out, too, because that's just how I process things. Mm-hmm. But I would have said it out loud, I think. And, you know, I think it could have had the same effect, but... It just, I think it comes off more meaningful if you are the one saying it versus just having him read it and react to it that way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, also, like, and, yeah, you're letting him hold on to it, which nowadays I'd be like, yeah. I would keep it. Yeah, like not having like visual, like the, the evidence yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm so weird about that stuff. I get kind of weird, too. Yeah. Sometimes I get in weird moods where I'm like, I have to delete everything. Yeah. Um, But also, hmm, I was going to make a point. No, I can't remember it. 
I'm so sorry. Did it have to do with Dean? It had something to do with the letter and... <clears throat> oh, um, I would also, not just keeping it for, like, evidence or whatever, then he might just sit there and overanalyze that well, letter. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to know what it said. What was the reason that they were in the car together? What did she tell him? I, like I said, she's controlling the narrative. Right. So it's like, we don't get to know what she actually told him. We just know that he knows there's a there was a car accident. And that's it. We don't mm-hmm. know anything <clears throat> beyond that point. I'm sure it was like me and um, very simple. Like I'm was enlisted to be Jess's tutor. And mm-hmm. then we had to get on the car for some reason. And he was driving and, you know. Yeah, I'm like sure she left tra- out the we drove around and talked for yeah. hours kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was more like we were just whatever you know right i'm i'd be curious if she added someone else in the car too Mm -hmm. like paris because when is dean ever gonna see paris or talk to paris about it you know i feel like rory wouldn't add somebody in just because i think that the town would all know she has like a weird moral ethical moral compass too i think Mm -hmm. with certain things i feel like she'd be like no i'm not gonna bring my friends into this or something you know yeah yeah, she does walk a very fine line, kind of like Lorelai. Yeah, with what she like considers like crossing a line, right? And yeah. then what is okay to cross the line for? They have a lot of gray area. <laughs> yeah. Those too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh-huh. life. I know. Yeah, they just kind of make it how they want it to be, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, but like, let's not like put other people's feelings at risk. Yeah, for your own protection and well this makes me think because my niece last night um just happened to put on a couple episodes of gilmore girls and she put on the the fun one season three the um the The dance the dance and stuff and when dean says that whole not to get into that episode because that will be a whole thing but he does just to bring this up quickly mention that he does say to her i'm not doing this anymore with you rory you've been leading you've been doing this for months to me yeah Mm-hmm. You've been treating me unfair, dragging you me lo- along, yeah, yeah, and just using me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we're seeing like she, like this is real time, like, and she om- and then she knows that she did that. She feels bad. She goes, "You're right. I yeah. did all those things." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot I could say about that, and I'm, it, I'll save it. Because- but this is this, this is right when he's saying that. This is all. This is where it starts. This is that what mm-hmm. he's talking about. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. the live in moment of her like playing him around. It's that Gilmore manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want my cake and I want to eat it too. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I mean, we've seen Lorelai do it. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't Rory do the same thing if yeah. that's what she's seeing? Mm-hmm. And Rory is very like book smart, but like we said, in the last few episodes, she lacks the the common sense or like the street smarts or like how to, you know, communicate in certain ways or how to like win people over and and even reflect on her own life and her own mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. What 
and how she's acting and how she's behaving and things like that, like not realizing what her actions are, she's doing in the moment for so long. It's like she doesn't realize what she did to Dean mm-hmm. for so long. Right. And it's like, do you Until not? Until he says it. Like, do you really not realize it? Or are you just pushing it in the back of your mind? Like, it doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it's like, not a big Dean deal. Like, does Dean does not matter enough, like, to hurt him? Right. Yeah, I can't. That's what I, I struggle with with Rory. Like, where where is her moral compass in this situation? Mm-hmm. Is she just pushing it aside? Or is she, like, in denial or is she really just that blissfully unaware? I don't know. It's like that gray matter. I'm guessing, like we said in the beginning of this episode, she is trying to be like, Jess is gone. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. Try to like, just get back to normal. Right. I'm going to try to trick myself. Yeah. I'm just going to move on. Mm-hmm. Like he never was even here. Yeah. Yeah. We are back with the Gilmore Girls, and Lorelai is wrapping Rory's cast. Did you ever have a cast? No, I never broke anything. How about you? Oh, yep, I broke my arm. I don't know how. Or my I elbow, didn't. pretty I jumped, bad. I jumped off things. Yeah, that were too high, and I don't know how. Um, it's not fun to shower with a cast. It sucks. Really? Yeah. How'd and you now break it? I fell down the stairs. Oh, oops. <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about it because my mom listens to this and she'll start laughing. (laughs) Um, So uh, it's not fun. But now they make casts that can get wet once a day. Oh, nice. So because when the little guy I nannied broke his arm, Mm -hmm. he could take a shower with his cast. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is amazing. (laughs) Uh, So while they are talking about that, Rory is explaining how cool Dean was with everything and Lorelai's like, you are very lucky that he was so okay with it and supportive and like wanted to talk to you still. Yeah. <laughs> after all of that. And she's like, yeah, Baby that's Dean's true. even better than we thought, she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rory's like, I just want things to go back to the way they were, which is what we had just finished discussing. And for Lorelai, when she sends Rory off to take her shower, she says, well, now that Jess is out of the picture, like, everything will just go back to normal, back to the way it was. And it's like, you two are smart enough to know that that is not how this works. Mm -hmm. Like, how many times did Max come back and, like, did that whole situation bite her in the ass? A million times. You know, it's like... You guys just think you blink and everyone forgets, but that's not that's not how this works. And you live in a small town where everyone is going to talk about it. I don't know. Yeah. And it's naive to think, too, that you just get over someone like if you. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially someone like Jess, who she was clearly very interested yeah. in and like even if he does you never see him again i think for me the elements changed it's like a like, a one that got away kind of thing now it's like for me and this is how i work 
I don't know about other people. When I've dated somebody and I really, really like them, the second I've ever started to like be interested in someone else Mm -hmm. and I didn't mean for it to happen, it would happen. Yeah. That was always a sign that I needed to get out. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. when I really like someone, I'm not looking at anyone else. Right. And that to me, it wasn't because we were having, we were starting to have like relationship problems. You know, you start to have, you start to have relationship problems with people. And then it's like, you start looking every accidentally, you start looking somewhere else or you don't mean to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when I've liked someone or accidentally liked someone when I'm with someone for me, that's when it, I'm like, well, I don't think it's ever going to go back normal again. Right. Because you're out of that like, 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 like thing with them. And it's, I don't, for me anyways, it doesn't work. No. And I think too, once I am very much the kind of person, even in friendships where once I've moved on, I'm done. Yeah. And it's, I feel like that's the only way I can do it. Yeah. But for Rory being a teenager... It's like this weird thing because everyone pressures pressures her to be with Dean forever because they're so like boy next door, girl next door. He's so great. Look at all the things he does for us to the point where she probably feels guilty even having feelings for someone else. Yeah. Because and- it's they're painted into like this perfect picture of like stars hollows yeah. like cutest couple kind of thing. And they're together and it and it worked and like she's feeling guilty for liking someone else and like it's okay you can like two people. Mhm. She can like two people. Mhm. But I don't think she wants to like two people and that's the point. Right. I'm the type of person too. I don't know about you. I think you are. I think a lot of people are. You don't want to like two people. No. No, it's a one or done. Yeah, like you know? for me, anyway. I mean, I, how I operate, I like to like my one person. I think Rory's that way. Yeah, I don't think she wants to like Jess and Dean. No, but I think if she could have her choice, we all know, right? Who she wants to be with? Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know what to say about all of it. No, and honestly, there is nothing to say until season three because mm-hmm. we, I mean, we have the finale. But the, all the finale does is stir up more, and we don't get any kind of confrontation until mm-hmm. season three. It takes that long. Takes so long. Yeah. <clears throat> but they needed it because it makes Dean interesting again. I agree. I yeah. agree. We are now with Richard at his new office. Lorelai comes in to check out the place and it's a total disaster he can't figure out how to run the air conditioning all of his phone calls are going directly to voicemail and Lorelai is starting to realize that he has no idea what he's doing and it's all because there is no Margie (laughs) (laughs) Largie Margie yeah as Lorelai deemed her god you know we just saw um Kiwi's Big Adventure. Yeah. In theater. In theaters. And uh, they have a character in there called Large Marge. (laughs) She's a truck driver that's like actually dead. Yeah. I love that movie. Anyway. I wonder if they got that from there. Maybe. Um, 
So she realizes he has no pens, paper, supplies, anything. So she decides to take him to the supply store. And Richard is just like amazed that there are so many options and all these little things. And Lorelai is really showing off her ability to manage a business and like how things should be running what he needs to have what are the essentials to have a business etc and I think Richard is like excited that someone is like showing him the ropes on how to do all of this but then also I wonder if there's a part of him that's like my daughter really knows what she's doing Mm -hmm. and I think that's very sweet and that is like the moment of this episode that i enjoy Mm -hmm. me too yeah so i forgot to mention in a previous scene she has all of these resumes of his potential secretaries Mm -hmm. so he's going to be running interviews with those women and trying to figure out what what they're looking for or Mm -hmm. what he is looking for. But I know and you know that he gets too comfortable having Lorelai there. (laughs) We are now walking with Rory and Lane and Stars Hollow, and they come upon a building that has newspaper all over the windows and you can't see inside. And Lane discovers that there are guitars on the wall and there's a bass and it's going to be a music shop. And they're very excited and pumped for that news. While Lane is geeking out over this, she notices Taylor outside of the market And she asks um, Lane to just wait there for a second. And she goes over to talk to Taylor and she apologizes to Taylor for hitting his bench. And he says, oh, you don't need to worry about that. I know that would have never happened without that Sal Minio character. And he's a character. He was the actor in um, A Rebel Without a Cause, mm-hmm. opposite of James Dean. Nice, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I just looked that up because I was. Well, like, he also calls him Chachi too. Yeah, Chachi. Is that from Joni Loves Chachi? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Or. Um, yeah. Yeah. Joni Loves Chachi. Did they? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay. I don't know. I don't know my trivia. My trivia is not up to par, and I'm not going to say something I don't know 100% about. My brain is so on school that I am like... Well, yeah, I was going to say Joni Loves Chachi. Is that not extension of Happy Days? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. There we go. So... um, So was Chachi on Happy Days, though? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So... Yes, I think. Right? We're going to go I'm with so it. confused yeah, right now. No, That's why I'm okay. saying I'm not going to say things until I know. <laughs> yeah. So Taylor basically dismisses the accident and says it's not her fault. It would have never happened if Jess hadn't done it, you know, done it, been a part of this town, whatever. He's the only one to blame. And Rory's kind of like put off by that. But at the same time, I'm like, girl, what did you expect? Yeah. No one's going to be mad at you. They already had preconceived notions about 
Jess and opinions on Jess and you. Like, you are the princess of Stars Hollow. You can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of met with that. I'm glad she's being met with that. Because I don't know if she really, really realized. I don't know. Like, if she realized like how bad Jess was for her or no, what? Like, I think... She realizes she doesn't, it's like, oh, like, it's not fair to her to be like put on this pedestal, almost put put on this pedestal. Yeah, totally. And then totally ream out this part, like this person that she liked or whatever. Mm -hmm. And be like, no, well, no, um, I shouldn't just... I'm glad that she's taking it this way. Like, she's not just like, well, I should just get away with everything because they all think I'm the good girl and da 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 I right. think that her not knowing that that's how people thought of her makes me like her more. Mm. Where mm-hmm. she's like, wait. I think she's starting to get really confused. Dosi's her second wake up. Dean's the first one. Yeah. Now Dosi, mm-hmm. where it's like... Okay, let's figure this out. Well, like where Rory's um, being held up to a pedestal standard and Jess is not, and that's not fair. Right. Yeah. And I think this is like the next thing that will get her to go to freaking New York. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I'm sure it's conflicting too, because Rory intelligence wise and Jess intelligence wise, they are, they look at each other as equals. Yeah. In that way. So she's like, if we are on equal playing field, why am I the one on the pedestal and he's not? Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah. We both we both did this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh I, mean, I guess he was driving or whatever, but like there's but it was so an animal. It yeah. wasn't animal's fault. Yeah. Like it wasn't their fault. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the the town doesn't understand. Is that they're so awful on him and so easy on her. And I think Luke is starting to see that and Mm -hmm. is like, this isn't fair. This isn't right. Yeah. It isn't. And I think Rory is seeing it too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is now opening day for the music shop. And wouldn't you know, Kirk is in there already trying to get a job. And Sophie says that... They just opened. They're not really looking to hire anyone. And Kirk says, well, I am licensed to carry a gun if that helps. And Sophie says, you have no idea. (laughs) Before we get into the scene, it's important to mention that Sophie is played by Carol King, Mm -hmm. who wrote the theme song with her daughter, actually. Oh, cool. They re-recorded it for the show Mm -hmm. but it's from one of her previous albums as i am understanding it Mm -hmm. um i believe it's from the album called tapestry from 1971 um and we've talked about um how carol king is a huge influence for Amy mm-hmm. Sherman Palladino. So I love that she re-recorded that song with mm-hmm. her daughter for the show. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so she is the owner of the music shop. And Lane goes inside 
and she's looking around and she's she sees this guitar and she goes up to touch it and Sophie says can I help you find anything and she scares Lane and Lane's like no just looking and Sophie tells her we don't mind the looking it's the touching we're not crazy about and they stumble upon a set of drums and Lane immediately falls in love with them and just she's like what are those and Sophie fills her in and we can tell that this is going to be something big for Lane. Mm -hmm. I love drummer Lane. I love girl drummers. Yeah, me too. The best. Did you listen to the Donnas in the early 2000s? No, not really. Not so much. Okay. Not a ton. What girl drummer do you like? I like the white stripes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah, Meg White. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal. Yeah. Totally. That's one of the first songs they sing, too. Yeah. In season three, they sing so- Fell in Love with a Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. It's so good. So cool. Yeah. But this character arc for Lane is really great. And it gets cut short in the most unfair way. Yeah. But I love. Love, love Rocker Lane. Me too. She's so cool. That's a good storyline for her. I agree. And we needed something for her. And not just romance. I just, yeah. I, I hate to do that just for the audience sake too. Like for I agree. the young people watching, everything has we to be We get enough romance. of that from Rory. Like let us like live vicariously through a character doing something new and, and different di- and yeah. fun. And edgy. and Yeah. Uh, and healthy. And it's cool that it's Lane that gets to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think it just shows like you can live a sheltered life and still discover ways of like fulfilling this creative side. You're always going to find it. You're Mm going to find your way. Exactly. Yeah. If you are very passionate about it. And Lane is. Yes. Very passionate about music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it doesn't go away. It finds you. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you even where you lead, it will, will follow. It follows. Also a very good movie, but not. Yeah, it's also a scary movie. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> so no, good. thank you on that. We are back at Richard's new office. He is on the phone. Lorelai is just making it work left and right, doing things, getting stuff done. And um Richard says that he's really impressed with her ability. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, I'm no Margie. And he goes, well, who needs her? Clearly saying that, like, he is dependent on her for getting these things done. And he knows that she can do it well. But then Rory, or excuse me, Lorelai hands him a stack of resumes and says, these are the women that are applying to be your secretary, there's a new Margie in there for sure. Uh, the phone rings. She tells Richard that she'll get it. She answers the phone. It's Emily. And my <laughs> captions say imitating bimbo in brackets <laughs> for her voice. And she basically does this whole shtick about how, you know, she's Richard's new secretary and he didn't say that he was married. And Emily's <laughs> like, like giggling. <laughs> yeah, she just freaks out. Oh, Richard and she's didn't like, say anything about being married. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily's like, you are unprofessional. 
and and crude and crude and Lorelai says put it on my, my tombstone tomb. I'm like that is so good <laughs> what a good comeback oh, so great but they find out that Emily is throwing him a little party on Friday to welcome the office and open things up and show that they're ready for business and that that's what they will be doing Friday instead of Friday night dinner that's that mm-hmm we have this cute little short scene. Rory comes home from school. Babette stops her and makes sure that she's okay and, and says, don't be embarrassed. This happens to everyone. She goes, did I tell you I was in a cult? Did and I tell she, you I was in a cult once? Yeah. <laughs> she's like talking about how she fell in love with this like really tanned, good looking guy. And then he gave her a pamphlet. And next thing she knew, she was wearing a, a moo moo at, at, at the airport, hopping up and down with, with a, a tambourine. tambourine. <laughs> and oh, I thought like, it was fun. <laughs> okay, I have to go inside now. That was like, um, it's gotta be like a play on the Manson. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And when Rory gets inside, she realizes Lorelai is not home. So she listens to the message. And Lorelai says she'll be home late because they're doing interviews. And that there's money under the rabbi for pizza. And normally this is not like a detail that we would talk about. But the rabbi is so funny. Yeah. This like little dancing rabbi who plays the, is it the Hora? Yeah. Yeah. And so the whole time then, like, for the rest of the scene, you can hear the horror in the background. <laughs> it's just like a like, tiny little dancing yeah. man. And I'm like, did someone in the prop shop, like, find this somewhere? And they were like, this is something they yeah. would have in their house. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um... Or if that'd be such a fun thing to find in your script. Yes. And you're, like, reading the script and doing the... Getting everything ready. I need to find a dancing rabbi. Yeah. Toy. A thousand percent. Yes. <laughs> And at that point, Rory uh, gets a phone call and it's Lane and Lane says that she knows what her purpose is, her cosmic to do list. The top of the list is to be a drummer. And Rory's like, really? And she goes, yep, I went into the music shop. I'm not sure what pulled me in there, but something pulled me in. And now I'm going to be a drummer. And then she hides her sticks and a planter outside and goes inside and continues to sing hymns with her family. And we already talked about how we love this for yeah. Lane. So I I just it's, just, it's just a little cut scene. That she's finding, it's nice to see that she smiles when she's singing the hymns. Mm-hmm. Um, she's acting like hiding from her mom, like her, you know, she's trying to be, play it cool that she's not super excited. But then when her mom looks away, she gets this big smile. Mm-hmm. And speaking as somebody who had to go to church services when yeah. I did not want to. Yeah. It is miserable. You hold on to <laughs> what makes you happy and you focus on that. Yeah. And she was able to like bring that in, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And I think relatable to. I agree. Our church service going people who don't want to always be at church but Mm -hmm. if you want to be at church i'm happy for you amen (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're sitting down for the interviews and richard is so uninterested in this poor woman named karen that lorelei is basically conducting the interview while richard just sits there and then has to put his glasses on to look at what her name is at the end of the interview 
Lorelai walks her out, comes in with their lunch, and starts to ask Richard what he thought. And his experience is that, or his thought is that she doesn't have much experience. And Lorelai's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, he's, she's a young woman, and young women tend to be flighty. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? Flighty? Yeah. I love that word, Me actually. too. Description. And you know what? I can be flighty. I can be totally, I can fucking flighty the shit out of anything. Yeah. Me Just too. <laughs> I love that you said it like that. The other day we were driving in the car and I don't remember why I got on this weird tangent, but like, I think somebody was driving horribly or something and Bryn was driving. So I was like goofing around and trying to use like every curse word in one sentence. And then I was like, wait, I forgot one. So then I would make up a new sentence and he's yeah. like, we get it. Like, <laughs> stop doing that. And Uncle Jim like that. Yeah. It's like He would say every curse word like bad. And like 14 yeah. year old me is like, Uncle Jim, what's wrong? I dropped a goddamn screw. Yeah. He, just, yeah. he just dropped a screw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 People are like that. I just flighty. did it to annoy my husband because yeah. it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Because you're flighty. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you're a young woman and we're flighty. But it comes out that he doesn't want to hire a secretary mm. because he likes having Lorelai yeah. there. And I understand, like, he's proud of, like, the work that she's doing for him. But this isn't her calling. This isn't what she wants to do. Mm. And when she says that, he gets all offended and upset. And it's like, grow up. It's because he's, like, not looking at this profession. I don't think he's professionally looking at it. No. I think that, I mean... How do I say professionally? He's not looking at it in like a business aspect. Correct. He's looking at this like a, um, I think maybe in his mind, he's like, oh, all the years me and Lorelai did not speak together. Now she can work with me and we can rekindle, make up, make yeah. up for lost time. Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe what's going on in his brain. Yeah, that could very well be. And she's good at the job, you know, mm -hmm. like, so. Yeah, it's, it's it comes all easy together. for her. Like, he doesn't have to get to know a new person. Yeah. Like, things in his life will stay the same. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't want the change. And Lorelai's like, I can't do this forever. I have another job. Yeah. Like, I should be there doing that. And then he gets all high and mighty and his ego is bruised or whatever he they're eating lunch and she's like he basically says bye and she's like well we can finish our lunch and he's like just leave the number and go yeah leave it's the like, number oh for the sandwich God. shop across the street it's like okay well you know what i am gonna go dad yeah it's like you're being a baby yeah. like get over yourself please so that's that yeah he just i get it he wants like the time with Lorelai, but this is not how you do it. Yeah. Spend time with her outside of work. Yeah, it's not gonna, it's not a lot. You can't. You can't force it. I just don't think that would be healthy for them either, even no. if she did work for him. No. That would be a bloody mess. And I think mess. she knows that. Yeah. This is an example of her drawing an appropriate boundary. Mm-hmm. And she was really um, mature about it. Yeah. And even at the end, she was like, hey, dad, for what it's worth, I really liked that last secretary. Yeah. You know, like, I'm trying, she's like, even, like, not mad at him for, like, overreacting. Yeah. Which sometimes 
Lorelai, if someone else overreacts, she's like, I'm going to double down. You think you can overreact? Mm-hmm. Oh, you think you know what overreacting is? Yeah. Yep. I'll show you what overreacting is. And I she didn't do that now. She's starting to see, like, there's a <clears> lot <throat> of unresolved trauma over my childhood here. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of have to go go with the flow. So much so where he's, like, unresolved trauma that Richard's never going to acknowledge that he has. Oh, never. That he doesn't even know that it's there. I know. Yeah. It's completely. just, like, in him, ingrained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are at the Friday night soiree party appetizer shindig for Richard's new company. And the girls come. They're late. They get a cheeseburger on the way to tie things over. When Lorelai sees Emily, she comments on how they're late and blah, 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 whatever. But she does make a point to see her father, who ends up scoring in quotations a big deal with one of the clients from Sweden and he and Lorelai are talking back and forth about what a big deal this is and then she says I see that you hired Karen and he said well she's no Margie Margie. Mm -hmm. but he meant yeah Yeah. and I just wish he would say it just say it he's no yeah you know, whatever. But so they end their little conversation with like, this is going so well. Emily and Lorelai talk about how well it's going and how happy he seems. And then Emily sees Rory and she's like, what happened to your arm? And Lorelai making a callback joke says bees. (laughs) Bees. And Rory's like, I got into a car accident. And This spirals into the like, when did it happen? Who did it happen with? And when it's revealed that it's Jess, Emily looks at Lorelai and she goes, this is all your fault. I thought you were going to forbid her from seeing him. And Lorelai's like, I'll handle it. And Emily goes off to the point where Rory then interjects. It was just as much my fault as it was his. I was the one that said to keep driving instead of going back to Luke's. Like, we wouldn't have gotten into the accident if I had not said to keep driving. Mm-hmm. He's the one that wanted to go back. Mm-hmm. He was the one that was trying to be responsible. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's not, it's, what did it's she say? Just it's just as much mo- my, my fault, fault as it is his. If not more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Emily is like, this is embarrassing. And Lorelai pulls her into the hallway. They argue back and forth. And Rory's like, we will never see eye to eye on this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, because he broke you. He returned you broken. And I am allowed to hate him forever for that. And Rory decides that she's going to take the bus home and she's not going to stay at the party. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting choice. Yeah. Because typically they just brush it under the rug and move on and she's like nope i can catch my bus and i just want some alone time yeah and i think that's healthy mm-hmm. and uh, and good on rory for doing it that way yeah i yeah. thought that was cool too was that um they dressed uh rory in all blue and it's almost and then she had like the blue sweater on too mm-hmm. it was almost like they were trying to hide that freaking cast, like camouflage it. Yeah, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if she was able to pull her sleeve over it, mm-hmm. she might have been able to hide it a little better. 
But also, like, Lorelai should have told Emily before that night. I just think that, you know, that was, that's on Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw how sad your mom was when she saw that picture of you in crutches and didn't know about it. Like, yeah. how is she going to feel about her granddaughter? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. They're they're both kind of to blame in that, yeah. that scenario, but... Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We are back at the music shop with Lane. It's closing down and her and Sophie are arguing because she wants to just stay and look at the drums a little bit longer. And she ends up convincing Sophie that she could go there on Wednesdays and Fridays or some arrangement like that after six and just practice and play the drums and Sophie's like, why Wednesdays and Fridays? And she's like, well, my mom has Bible study. And part of me is like, does she understand that this is like breaking the rules to rock? And she's like appreciative of like the rebellion, you know? (laughs) I think that's what it is. Yeah. And um, she's like, all right, let's see what you got. That's what got me. I was like, I could see myself becoming this woman someday. Oh, a thousand percent. (laughs) I sometimes am that woman already where I'm like, you know what? Just rebel. Yeah. I'm like, do it. Have fun. (laughs) Try it. Take a risk. You know? Yeah. Because I certainly don't do that enough. I would hear like, "Mm, your mom has Bible study and you can't pursue your hobbies or interest. Mm -hmm. And music's a beautiful thing to explore. Yeah. Um, And you love music and you own the shop. I'd be like... Think about how many people got started that way. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So she agrees to give Lane a chance and gives her the drumsticks. And Lane goes, can I actually touch them this time? <laughs> <laughs> and she asks Sophie to turn the lights out. So then in case her mom walks by. So Lane's just playing drums in like pitch darkness, mm-hmm. which I just, I love it. I think that says all you need to know about yeah. mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you'll do it in the dark absolutely uh then we cut to there's this great transition because she starts banging away on the drums and then we cut to rory walking from the bus stop and she can hear the drumming and she does kind of smile so mm-hmm. i wonder if she knows that that's lane <laughs> just like pounding away on those things she found her she was resourceful and she found a way she found her calling and she did it on her own yep i love that she was just like told rory i'm gonna be the next this is what i want yeah this is what i'm gonna do and rory's like how are you gonna do it well i don't know i'm gonna be it though i'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. i love it Mm -hmm. but as rory's walking she discovers that luke has come back from his fishing trip and he's packing up or packing, unpacking the car. And um, there's like this awkward moment where she's like, well, did you catch anything? He goes, no, apparently the fish went fishing too. And he looks at her arm and he's like, oh, so that's it. And she's like, yeah, yes, if it hurts. And she says, not really. And um, he tells her not to stick a pencil down there to itch it because it does get really itchy. Oh, I bet. It's horrible. And mine was like up, like up to my tricep. So mm-hmm. like I couldn't stick anything in there. Ugh. So I just had to sit there and like deal with the itchiness. It was, it was bad. I would have, I would have been able to figure that out. You would have got a wire hanger 
and then you unwire it. Yeah. That would have been so damaging to your skin. But I would have done that. Yeah. Well, I couldn't do that because I, like, had to have my elbow surgically put back together. Uh, No digging for me. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he asks if she would like a cup of coffee. And she says yes. And they go in. He offers her a donut. And I'm like, those have to be stale. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not a sealed dish that they're sitting in. And he's been gone for a while. So, I don't know. Anyway. Um... When he's making the coffee, Rory says, Luke? And he goes, yeah. And she asks, like, about his stuff and if she's heard, if he's heard from him. And he said, yeah, he's back and I'm going to send it to him. And she says, you know, it wasn't his fault. And he goes, yeah, I know. And that's where the scene ends. And he smiles. He gives her, like, a... A smile. Like yeah. A, like a, we have an understanding that no one else does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not as bad as everyone says he is. Well, and, you know, I think it really is only the two of them. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure Jess blames himself. Yeah. And so it's like Luke and Rory see a side of him that no one else in the world sees. They see they see that they have somebody who is on the precipice mm-hmm. of either being really great in life mm-hmm. or Nothing. completely losing. He could go down the wrong path. And he, he kind was of really on like that trajectory of like going f- up and like working on himself. And he was doing great. So he saved up for a car. Yeah. He saved up for... Oh, wait, no, that's no, not until late. I'm... Yeah, girl, no. sorry, I was on season three last night. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, like, he wants to do well in school because yeah. of Rory, and you can, sell, you can tell that that's starting to kind of manipulate how he does things, mm-hmm. is he wants to impress her. Yeah. And be like, no, I can do this. Like, well, I am smart. you know smart. what? There's nothing wrong if we become, especially when you're younger, if you start to become a better person because you want to impress somebody you like. Right. You know, I mean, that's totally normal. And I think that... At the end of the day, as long as you are still a good person with or without that person, it's fine. I think that that helped, though, for him, Mm -hmm. is that he met Rory and not that she's the the solution or anything like that. She was an inspiration to him Mm -hmm. for that and some hope. And I think Luke, too. Yeah. I definitely think Luke. He's just very, very protective of himself right. with Luke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is, I don't think, has great relationships with men. No. No. And we see that in season three. So, Big time. Yeah. I think that this moment that Rory and Luke both are, are like, they see that they have somebody who's He's capable of amazing things. Right. He's very smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but agree. he could go down the wrong route mm-hmm. very he, easily. It's like that, like... Often, a lot of times, very smart people do. Right. Yeah. It's the... What is that saying from Spider-Man about responsibility? It's the... I'm not a big spider girl, but... um. 
Gosh. Responsibility. It has to do with responsibility. People that are listening right now are like <laughs> screaming it. Screaming. <clears throat> what is it? Oh, with great power, power comes, comes res- great, respon- great responsibility. responsibility. Jeez. We're not on our e-game right no. now, Ames. I know. It's all the whole time we've been doing this, I've been thinking, what am I going to do first tomorrow when I get to school? That's just like how my brain is right now. I know it's my so brain is sad. goofy right now. Yeah. So let's go into our okay. town meeting because I do have one thing for us there. Yeah. But I loved how this ended. Me too. It was a nice scene. I agree. We call this town meeting to order. All right. For this town meeting, this episode had 22 references. And I wanted to discuss a comment that we got on our Spotify. Um, So cool. Stella Rose says, hey, from Australia. Hey, Stella Rose from Australia. I love your name. I know. I think it's Australia. It's A-U-S, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't be offended, Stella Rose, if we're wrong. (laughs) Because I'm my brain is on overdrive. So she says, personally, I don't think Lorelai sees Jess as Rory's Christopher. I think she sees Jess as Rory's Lorelai. She doesn't like Jess because she sees too much of herself in him. Wait, say that again. Okay. Personally, I don't think that she sees Jess, that Lorelai sees Mm -hmm. Jess as Rory's Christopher. I think she sees Jess as Rory's Lorelai. She doesn't like Jess because she's too much. She sees too much of herself in him. Ooh, I like that. That's rich. I agree. That's decadent. So that was posted on our last episode Mm-hmm. When we started talking a little bit about the dynamic between Rory and Chris or Lorelai and Christopher and Rory and Jess. Mm-hmm. And does Lorelai not like Jess because she sees him as her Christopher? But I was just looking at that from a romantic perspective and not really taking the deep dive to say no. And and was, truthfully, we've already kind of talked about this with the um, the episode where they're eating dinner with Paris. And, with and the French fries, macaroni, yeah, yeah. mucho mac and cheese. Yeah, because, <laughs> mucho mac and cheese. <laughs> um, because they both make the same Indian food quip and they yeah, both show up yeah. with all this food. And I kind of forgot that... We had already kind of placed this, like sh- he represents a Lorelai mm-hmm, mm-hmm. type in her life. Yeah, it's and if, like if we're gonna go with that theme of Lorelai having this jealousy or struggling with the boundaries, Jess is very similar in that way. Mm-hmm. He struggles with boundaries. He says whatever he's thinking, despite who's in the room. And we've seen her screw up like that before. Mm. Um, and so it's just, it gives, it makes me think that Christopher aside, Lorelai is worried about losing her best friend mm-hmm. because she is like Dean, Lorelai could control Dean. Don't you think? Yeah. And she can't control Jess. Yeah. Jess is going to do whatever Jess wants to do. Jess is wilder and... Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There's just like a different element of... He's more... I mean, also as a parent, speaking from like more of a parental figure, you would want your daughter to be with the boy that's going to probably, you know, not uh-huh. let your daughter get hurt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in any way, physically, emotionally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why she really leans towards Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely do think that, and if we've talked definitely how she, I think she does see himself in her. Yeah. I think we've mentioned that too. Yeah. Um, and, but I definitely agree that there is that element to it that she doesn't like him because of. Yeah. She doesn't want to lose her best friend. Yeah. And it's. She does see herself in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how you can use people and just yeah. leave. Yep. Yeah, because she's really the queen of when things go bad, she leaves. Yeah. And we know now that Jess does that, too. And also the fact that he's stubborn enough to come back. <laughs> you know? Like, and she would do it, too. Yeah. So I think that's a great point. So thank you yeah. for leaving that comment because that was like. Yeah, give us more comments. I know. When I read that, I was like, <laughs> like brain imploding. And I was like, wait a second. We've talked about this. But Why without, did I forget it? Yeah, we've talked about it, but without like. Without that it completely kind of, on the, na- on the right, head. On right. The nail on the head. But yes. Love that yes. so much. Me too. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um. That's it. That's it. Thank you very much for listening. You can find us at underscore growing up Gilmore underscore on TikTok, on Pinterest, on Instagram, all of the above. Uh, we appreciate you listening and we'll see you next week for episode or season two, episode 21, Lorelai's graduation day. Bye, and, everyone. And you can find me on my couch watching the Johnny Depp trial again. Well, that's what I'm going to do for yeah. the rest of the day. Just kidding. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone.